G'day Legends Legendaries, welcome to another episode of Generation Get To It, a sugar hit of positivity and health for you to get the most out of yourself to inspire this generation and the next. Make sure you like, subscribe, so you get the latest episodes and also share the word so we can get more people out there changing their lives for the better. So for today's episode, we're going to go through five tips for the picky eater. So if you're someone who has got a fussy eater in the family or someone who just struggles to eat all their food and clean off their plate, then this episode is going to be very important for you. Because as we know, picky eaters can be an absolute villain at the dinner table. There's someone that we'll probably come across with in our life, whether we like it or not. And it will go through stages, whether stages will be very easy to deal with or will be very difficult to deal with. They will still go through stages. But the great thing is, it's a lovely challenge. It's a challenge that we can actually use to better ourselves in, ter- in problem solving and understanding how we can better create a more hospitable environment and be more comfortable around the dinner table. So for today, we're going to start with a quote from Dr. Zeus again. I do not like them, Sam I am. I do not like green eggs and ham. Would you like them here or there? I would not like them here or there. I would not like them anywhere. I do not like green eggs and ham. I do not like them, Sam I am. So, as you can obviously understand that Sam I am is having a bit of trouble, or whoever the character is anyway, is having a bit of trouble eating around the table. So, this is going to lean into what I'll be going through today. So, I'm going to do five points today. Now, I'm going to do five points in another episode to help you understand how you can get the most out of your picky eaters so you can remove the friction that's around the table so you have less frustration and more nutrients into the meal. So... The most important thing when working with picky eaters is to understand there's a level of compassion involved. So that's the number one principle. You have to have compassion. You have to understand that it's not just that, you know, it looks funny, but sometimes there is a bit of a gross response and that will take time. This literally is partly down to our evolution and hormones and how we're reacting that day. So don't worry about that. It all be about just treat yourself with compassion, yourself with compassion, but also the picky eater too. So rule number one, set the scene. So if you want to create a good environment for people to be able to sit down and know when eating is going to happen, you need to set the scene. You need to create the environment for it to happen. So for that, I'm always a big advocate on sitting down for your meals and removing as many distractions as possible. So that's turning off a TV, putting phones away, not being having access to anything that's going to distract you unless it's going to be of importance to the story that you're telling but other than that remove the distractions make sure we have a seated spot a dining table or something that you can recognize well as something that's going to be for the family that you guys can sit down you can eat your meal and there is no other distractions that's what's going to give you one of the best hacks or best decisions to actually create a good environment for eating number two give them the choice so take the pressure away from the situation so if you can give them the choice if they want to eat something or not then that's up to them you're not telling them you know to to eat your food and telling them all the many different things that you learned growing up about how important it is to eat but you're just letting them have the choice like don't just say like just one more bite or you know it'll make me so happy if you just eat your food just say you can that's your food eat it or not if they don't eat it, well, they're going to understand that it was a bad decision in an hour's time when they're starving. And then next time, you'll be able to 
give them, they'll, well, they'll remember, they'll remember, they'll have, they'll have an adjustment to that and they'll learn. So we need to start taking the pressure away from them. Number three, exposure, exposure, exposure. So just like with Sam Wan and his green eggs and ham, you need to give constant exposure to the food. I'm not saying every single day you're just going to start shoving it in front of their face or plastering it to the mirror so they have to look at it every day. But what you can do is do things subtly. So being able to leave the food out on the table so they walk past it. And at the same time, just keep putting it on their plate. Even if they don't like bro broccoli, just put it on their plate. They can choose to eat it or not. It's up to them. But it's going to be there and they're going to constantly look at it all the time. And like I said, you don't have to force them to eat it, but just make sure that they're constantly seeing it. I've heard cases where it's taken someone over 50 exposures to eat something, but do you know what? They eventually ate it. They ate it in the end, and that's the most important thing. And then they never went back. So that's, in, that's the whole concept behind this rule. It's just exposure. Number four, set rules around the kitchen. We're going to make sure when we're setting rules around the kitchen is that it's going to influence the eater to have the best appetite ready to eat. So I've spoken about this before, but setting rules is really, really important. So that means that when you're in the kitchen and you're eating, like I said, there are no instructions. In the same way that you don't want to be having someone snacking all the way up to dinner. If they're going to be eating chocolate and muesli bars all the way up to dinner, then it's not going to be very good when you actually get to dinner because they're not going to be hungry anyway. So you need to make sure you set the rules around the kitchen and make sure that they're ready to go as soon as they sit in that seat. And number five, say something like you can eat it when you're ready. If you, Once again, if you give them the choice that they can eat it whenever they want, then that is going to be able to allow them to have control over the situation or give them a perceived control of the situation. Sometimes they're just not hungry. And so it's pretty... Uh, one thing we don't want to be encouraging is obviously them to be stuffing food down their face when they genuinely don't feel hungry at all. So we need to make sure that they feel comfortable that they're going to be eating in the right environment. So that means that you can sit there and eat all your food and by the end they go, actually, I'm a little bit hungry. I'm going to eat now. That's still a win. That's still something. We can't win every situation in terms of the timing of the eating, but we can, if they eat, that's, that's the biggest win for us. So sometimes it's all about letting them know that, you know, if you don't want lunch, that's fine. You can just hold out for dinner. And they might even come back in a little while and say, can I please have that lunch again? That's something that you want to make sure you know is happening, is that they're getting the nutrients in no matter what. So look at these things as small wins and not one big one. They're not going to be perfect. Picky eaters are difficult. They're, like I said, the villain at the table. But we can defeat them. We can make sure we do things the right way and ensure that us as Batman or Spider-Man or whatever superhero you want to be, is going to be able to get them onto our side in the end. And all of this is part of my Purposeful Parent playbook that you can download in the link in the show notes. Something as simple as downloading a few of them using some of the tips and getting involved. There's a whole bunch of recipes in there as well that you can, you can have a look at, which are super high in protein and low in calories and are full of veggies, just for you to be able to understand what it looks like to make a healthy meal and also to make something that's going to taste really good too. So that's all I've got time for today. Until next time.